I'm all out of words. We have probably all experienced several times in our lives when we have felt like this. I think it's probably been a common feeling during the past year as we've tried to navigate our way through a pandemic. Praise him with trumpet sound, with lute and harp, with tambourine and dance, with strings and pipe, with clanging cymbals, with loud crashing cymbals. This from Psalm 150 might not feel like a calm, quiet way to pray. Perhaps sometimes we focus on our prayers being sombre requests in times of crisis and need. Perhaps one week we should give this style a go in joyful, celebratory prayers. In Psalm 96, we're instructed to sing to the Lord a new song, sing to the Lord all the earth. Perhaps now is the time to pray in a new way, celebrating good news and expressing gratitude for joyous events. Even if it feels they're few and far between at the moment, we do need to remind ourselves that each song or prayer is a new prayer to God, because each of us prays it in our own individual way and in our own unique circumstances. <clears throat> in James chapter 5, verse 13, we hear, Is anyone among you suffering? Let them pray. Is anyone among you cheerful? Let them sing. Martin Luther King described music as making people kinder, gentler, more reasonable, and affording the heart peace and joy. At times when words fail us, Music can often fill the space and the silence, sometimes with words, just, sometimes just instruments combining to lift our mood, allow us space to think, to comfort us in dark times and contribute to a mood or set the scene or say far more than a dialogue could in a film. So we're now a year into a pandemic which has affected many areas of our lives. Thursday the 12th of March, was the last day that I taught a normal school day. I came home from work not knowing what would happen the following week, how long it was all going to last and wondering to see my family again. I put on some classical music, turned the volume up loud. I'm lucky not to currently have any neighbours. And I just sort of sat with music surrounding me, drowning out my thoughts and allowing my brain to switch off. When I was asked to be part of the sermon series, I started thinking about what I've done in the last year to go further up and further in. I've taken advantage of a little extra time and have been thoroughly enjoying learning the saxophone, another no-neighbour advantage, and listening to lots of music in an effort to not be surrounded by silence. I've listened to new styles and revisited old favourites. Many M&Mers know I'm a huge fan of the more traditional hymns. As someone who finds extemporaneous prayer extremely stressful, Katrina and Ilsa will remember my terror of being asked to do it on a Zoom call last year. Hymns and music provide me a framework on which to build personal prayers. Traditional hymns have a predictability, a familiar comfort, and often beautiful poetic lyrics. I do like modern contemporary worship songs, but I do find them more challenging to sing in a service. And we obviously don't have an Eminem's worship rock band yet. In November 2019, I was lucky enough to attend an All Souls Day Requiem Eucharist at St Paul's Cathedral in London. A full orchestra and choir accompanied the service with Mozart's Requiem in D minor. The Lacrimosa is particularly well known from this Requiem. It was absolutely one of the most moving non-funeral experiences I've had in a church. Sitting beneath the dome, surrounded by hundreds of unknown people, all listening intently to the music, praying, united in our faith, it made me think about the sheer number of prayers each evening and each day that forever rise to God. And it felt a bit overwhelming to think about it, to be honest. 
My music studies taught me that the key of D minor is used for dirges and requiems. It's serious and melancholy, brooding, worried and contemplative. It inspires feelings of grief, anxiety and solemnity. Remind anyone of a certain pandemic? We are waiting for the time after the pandemic. And as we're in Lent, we're waiting for Easter Day. We know they are coming. Hardworking scientists and medical staff are ensuring we will at some point overcome the pandemic. And our faith in God and his promise to us reminds us that after Good Friday comes Easter Day. I'm not very good at talking about my own prayers, aside from in church while growing up and when directed to in school assemblies. I think my main spontaneous prayers involved asking to play well in an important cricket match or maybe to score a goal in the hockey pitch. I think the idea of God listening to all these prayers all the time actually caused me quite a lot of anxiety. What if he didn't hear mine? What if I hadn't asked them the right way? What if they weren't about the right, the important things? What if I left out the bits that mattered most? One moment I do remember spontaneously praying in my head was while we were watching the film Schindler's List as part of A-Level German. They're in a classroom normally full of life and laughter. We watched what I still think is the most difficult and distressing film I have ever seen. We knew some of what to expect to see from our history lessons, but what I don't think anyone had expected was the stunningly beautiful, haunting soundtrack theme that went with it. It absolutely encompasses all of the descriptions for music in D minor. The room felt like it stopped. It seemed as though an entire class of students was holding its collective breath. A black and white film that felt like newsreel footage from the time. The small girl with the red coat and the aching, searing soundtrack. It felt too personal to watch, as if I was in the heads of the other people, people who had lived through those awful harrowing times. I knew I was proud of the story we were watching for the people who survived to tell it, in gratitude to have not lived through such terrifying times. But each time I hear that piece of music, it stops me in my tracks, and I find myself praying. It feels like the only appropriate response to that particular piece of music. Later in the service, we'll sing Dear Lord and Father of Mankind, and it's always felt like a prayer to me. The words are based on what seems to be a slightly bizarre poem about brewing a sacred ritual drink which may have had hallucinogenic properties, and it was written by the American Quaker poet John Greenleaf Whittier. Much of the content about the hallucinogenic ritual drink, unsurprisingly, didn't really make it into the hymn, but the words that did make the cut are a clear reminder to ask for forgiveness to live better lives and praise God more. The hymn instructs us to listen to the calling of God and to follow him obediently, to embrace the silence and love of eternity, to accept the blessings that God bestows on us, to allow ourselves to cast off the strain and stress of our lives and to hear through all the noise of life that still small voice of God. In itself, it doesn't always seem instantly like a prayer, more maybe the guidelines of how to pray and how to hear God's voice speaking to us in our daily lives. If you've seen the film Atonement, you'll be familiar with the epic five-minute scene of the Dunkirk beaches. Halfway through that scene, which has barely any dialogue, we see a group of soldiers on an abandoned bandstand singing Dear Lord and Father of Mankind. This part of the film is set in May 1940 when 338,000 Allied soldiers were rescued from beaches of France by a fleet of boats and ships sent to collect them after they were cut off and surrounded by enemy troops. 
The words of the hymn being sung in desperation and fear by the soldiers really seemed to suit the bleak, sombre tone of the music and the situation in which they found themselves. But there is also something uplifting and confident in it too. These are desperate soldiers who want to get home to their families and with nothing practical to be done until the boats arrive, they pray this hymn together. Perhaps there were no other words they could think of to say. Now, I don't know if this actually happened in real life. I did try to find out. But I imagine that soldiers fighting in a terrifying war probably would turn to words of comfort and familiarity. And they were of a society with a more visible faith back then. For me, watching the film in 2007 in a cinema, I heard around me the sniffs and snuffles of people clearly moved by the scene. And once again, it felt like a room of people from an increasingly secular society were taking a collective breath to prepare for what was likely to come in the film and possibly saying a prayer of thanks that they were not in such a perilous situation. Ilsa has been great at recommending contemporary worship music to me, so I'm crediting her with the music we heard at the start of the service. At some point, she recommended me a piece of music, which then in an if you like that, you might like this kind of a way, recommended me another piece and another, which led me to the 16 cities and pray you through. It felt like the answer to an unknown, unconscious prayer in this pandemic Lent to happen upon a worship song that begins, the walls are closing in, you feel alone, you feel afraid. I'm all out of words. There's nothing I could say to you to take away the hurt. So let me pray you through. During the pandemic, when we haven't been able to be there for one another in the same way as usual, these words really struck a chord with me. We are waiting for the end of Lent with hope and belief in the better times ahead. The time after COVID and the time of Easter Day will feel very different. In musical terms, I think these terms will feel like D major, often referred to in the Baroque period as the key of glory. Think Handel's Messiah, the big triumphant pieces of the Hallelujah Chorus and the trumpets shall sound. These are joyous, cheerful pieces and have a celebratory, vibrant, rich, uplifting and rejoicing feel to them. We will sing Thine Be the Glory to a Handel piece, also in D major, on Easter Day, and it will feel all of those things again when the pandemic is behind us. And perhaps our prayers will change and feel more hopeful and more um, fitting in the present day that we will find ourselves in. Music can allow us the freedom to pray the prayers we do not know or cannot phrase. And we can be safe in the knowledge that God hears them all and sits alongside us in them. In large cathedrals, outside in nature, in our own homes, in happy and in desperate times, and when we are all out of words. Going further up and further in for me has happened in unexpected ways and without me even realising it.